Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 334 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We're studying section uh, Doctrine and Covenants, um, sorry, not Doctrine and Covenants at all actually, we're studying the Articles of Faith and the Official Declarations 1 and 2. Sorry, it's a habit of a year of saying what I've just said there really. Um, and today we are going to finish looking at the Articles of Faith in the week of December the 6th to December the 12th. Um, so, we left off introducing Articles of Faith section, uh, Articles of Faith 5 and 6, uh, which give us the organisation and order of the priesthood. In um, Article of Faith 5, it says, We believe that a man must be called of God by prophecy and by the laying on of hands by those who are in authority to preach the gospel and administer in the ordinances thereof. Of course, this applies to men and women. So we are uh, presuming that the term man is referring to mankind because, um, as President Oaks has taught and many other uh, general authorities as well, uh, sisters who act um, under a calling which is directed by the order of the priesthood, which is any calling in the church, um, do so with the power of God. I mean, what other power could it possibly be? Um, so I like that uh, distinction there. And then in verse 6, we have an idea of the structure of the primitive church, which is the same structure we have in the church today. Um, speaking about uh, the same organisation, it says in Article of Faith 6, we believe in the same organisation that existed in the primitive church, namely apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and so forth. Interestingly, it, it lists the term apostle first. And I don't think that that's by accident, because when we talk about the prophet, we are often referring to the, the, the senior apostle or the, um, the apostle who has been uh, in that apostleship the longest, which is the president of the church. And yes, we, we are right to refer to them as the prophet, but actually we sometimes forget in that terminology that all 15 of the um, Quorum of the Twelve Apostles and the three members of the First Presidency are prophets, seers and revelators. So actually when we say the prophet, what we mean to say is the chief apostle, that an apostle um, is greater than a prophet in that sense. Of course, um, we do refer to President Nelson as the prophet because I think for particularly people who are outside of the church, that makes um, makes things a bit clearer for them as well as they see a prophet as someone who is sent by God to deliver messages and teach the truth. So um, that is possibly why we refer to our president of the church, our chief apostle, as the prophet. But we need to remember that all those um, ordained to the to the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles and the First Presidency are prophets, seers and revelators also. Um, pastors would link possibly to bishops and state presidents, those who lead a local area uh, of the church. And evangelists, of course, um, Joseph Smith taught was meaning uh, patriarchs. Then we move on, and I'm going quite quickly here because I have realised that, um, you know, we've still got just over half our time here, but we've only just gotten through half or just under half the uh, the articles of faith, and some of these ones that we get to in the second half are a bit longer as well. So, let's move on. Uh, in verse, uh, well, Elder Perry, and by the way, if you missed yesterday's episode, I would strongly recommend you go back and listen to that one because we're drawing mainly from a talk that he gave in October 2013, the doctrines and principles contained in the articles of faith, and he lists um, how these articles of faith are structured really nicely 
into small sections within each other. Um, in, verse, in, in his talk, he says, quote, The next three articles of faith, 7, 8, and 9, outline resources available, available to instructors in our mortal journey. We are given spiritual gifts to guide us as we follow the Lord's teachings and protect us from evil. The scriptures are another guide, and if we read carefully the word of God, he will reveal our path back to eternal life. The ninth article of faith teaches us that God has revealed, does reveal, and will reveal in the future many great and important truths to his prophets, seers, and revelators, close quote. So, as he listed there, verse 7 in the Articles of Faith talks about the gift of uh, the gifts of the Spirit, which we fully believe in. We may not have the kind of mystic view on it as some of the early saints did, particularly in Ohio, um, but we do have um, a belief that there are gifts of tongues, gifts of interpretations of tongues, gifts of prophecy, revelation and visions and healing. If an individual has contact and communion and partnership with the Holy Ghost, it is impossible for them to not have a gift of the Spirit. Now, what that gift is may not be clear to you at this stage, but I'm certain that if you sit and ponder, or maybe even ask someone else, they will able to be able to direct you to gifts that you may have been given and that you can develop as you go through this mortal journey. Uh, in Article 7-8, we read about the Bible and the Book of Mormon. And of course, you know, I don't, I don't think there's much more to say on that one. We do believe the Bible to be the word of God. As far as it is translated correctly, it has been, tra been translated as many, many times before the, the copy we have in our hands today. So, of course, there may be, you know, slight errors and things like that. Um, we would say the same, perhaps, of the Book of Mormon, although we are blessed in the fact that we have the Book of Mormon directly, directly translated by the gift and power of God into English. And then we have translated it once into each of the languages that it is available in. So it's not had the, the vast number of translations that the Bible has. However, both of them are the word of God uh, and they teach us the principles and, and, and ordinances of the gospel. Uh, and so I think that's pretty straightforward. And then in verse nine, this is a very important one, of course, that we have continuous revelation. And interestingly, that God has revealed, that he does now reveal and that he will yet reveal things. Now, of course, this was written in 1842. Um, however, the principle of that he will yet reveal things, I think, applies just as much today. And in fact, we've seen that with President Nelson and all the prophets previous to him, is that things are being revealed. Things are being adjusted and changed and developed, whether that is, um, you know, additional insights and lights, which we'll talk about in official declarations one and two. Those were quite significant uh, changes to policy doctrines that the church had. But of course, you know, we have um, understanding of organizational changes uh, today, such as the um, the change in the high priest quorum, um, the changes in the administration of ordinances in the temple, changes to administration of ordinances, such as with witnesses of baptisms and so on. All of these things are a result of continuous revelation and are important. Um, and so, the Lord has shown us that he will continue to direct his church through his living day, senior apostle, uh, the president of the church, and of course, the prophets, seers and revelators who are part of that revelatory process. And we'll talk about that revelatory process when we get to official declarations one and two, because there was a lot of process that went into those before they became what they are today. Then we move on to um, uh, in Elder Perry's uh, sections of the Articles of Faith. He says, quote, 
The 10th, 11th and 12th Articles of Faith instruct us on how to conduct missionary work and share the gospel in a world of many nations and various laws. Close quote. I like how he um, puts that view on it because in verse 10 we uh, we have the uh, teaching about the New Jerusalem and how Zion will be built on the American continent, which hasn't yet um, happened, I guess, in its fullest, but that's continuing today. Just like in verse 9, we have continuous revelation. Um, but this idea that um, people will be gathered together. Um, in verse 11, teaching about how um, all men should have the same privilege to worship how, where, or what they may. And that, I think, for Joseph Smith was a particularly important one because, of course, of all the difficulties and struggles they had gone through with people who had not given them that right. Uh, I think that that is a really important one for him personally. And in verse 12, we believe in being subject to kings, presidents, rulers and magistrates and obeying, honouring and sustaining the law. You know, and I think that when we talk about Official Declaration 1, we're going to um, see a lot of links with this particular article of faith. This idea that... We should, of course, obey and follow the laws of God, um, but God will not have us in a position where uh, we are not able to move forward as a church um, if uh, if there are problems significantly uh, globally with the church. Uh, and I think that would be an important aspect to bring in when we talk about that particular official decla declaration. And finally, um, Elder um, Perry completely blanked on his name then, Elder Elton Perry then said about the last article of faith, quote, the 13th article of faith provides special insight into how we should conduct our lives and present ourselves, close quote. I mean, this one stands apart really as an important one in the terms that, you know, the Latter-day Saints or, or the Mormons at the time or members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints now, I should say, want to be that example of Christ, want to emulate Christ. And so article of faith 13 helps to show the world what we aim to become. Of course, we're not going to be that at all times. We're not perfect. But it is our aim to become like these aspirational attributes and to see them not just as a list of good things, but as a list of attributes of Christ that we are emulating to try or we are aiming to try and emulate. Um, thank you very much for listening today. I'm glad we got through all of those. Um, we will move on to official declaration one tomorrow. Thank you very much for sharing your time. And until we meet again.